Welcome to Candy Chat, a weekly podcast where candy isn't just a treat, it's the main event. Hosted by your guides through the candy aisle, two sweet talkers all the way from Chicago, Jocelyn Gayboy and Leah Jones. Welcome to Candy Chat. This is a weekly podcast where candy isn't just a treat, it's the main event. We are your sweet talkers. We take you through, we're your guides through the candy aisle all the way from Chicago. My name is Leah Jones. My co-host is Jocelyn Gayboy. Jocelyn, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. It's always fun to talk about candy. So anytime we do this, I'm in a better mood than I was five minutes ago. So yeah, it's always a blast. Um, And we are very excited to have, he is a writer and raconteur. He lives on the South side of Chicago and, and has like all the recommendations you need for food in Beverly and near Beverly, known on the internet as our man in Chicago, Scott Smith. Scott, how are you today? I'm wonderful. It is fantastic to be here. I am uh, bubbling over with hot candy takes. So I will both melt in your mouth and in your hand. That's how bubbling over I am with candy takes. That's how hot <laughs> that the takes are weirder out loud <laughs> than it did in my head and i this is why you should always write down your bits uh before you do something like this always just a little little script makes it sound better so you know what i learned today i was talking uh about hot flashes and menopause with a friend because it's what we do at our age right she said sometimes her hot flashes were so hot that her earwax melted Wow. So your candy hot takes are going to are going to melt some earwax. That's that sounds also gross, but let's go with that. I like it. It's, I'm going to melt the wax in your ears. That's 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 good. Somewhere in there. We'll keep workshopping those. And when we record this podcast for real instead of the rehearsal that this is, uh, it'll be it'll be fine. Right. Because yeah. this is just. This just, is the rehearsal. Yes. This is the rehearsal. Good, good, good. Edit this and post. So if anyone needed a time machine or if, if anyone was interested in doing, participating in going somewhere in a time machine, um, I have right now, because right now we're in 2007, people. I met Scott blogging at Chicagoist 2007 in May. Uh, I started using Twitter actively because I went to Lootopia for Chicagoist. Um, that's a whole other story. And then I met Leah on Twitter. And then eventually she ended up tweeting about her birthday party randomly on the internet. And I was like, I like this lady. I'm going. And so I did. So this is like definitely like mega flashback to like those, those of us, the early adopters, right, of social media and mm-hmm. blogging and like all of that stuff. So it's good. It's nice. Yeah. Definitely doesn't make us sound old. That's that's great. That sounds that sounds way nicer than we met 13, 14, 15 years ago. Early adopter, man. Yeah. Early adopter. adopter. I'm an early adopter. Yeah. I'm not in my mid 40s. I'm an early adopter. Right. We're yeah. not middle-aged. We're early adopters. Yeah. <laughs> On the so, cusp. So Scott, when I asked you, would you be interested in bringing some hot takes to this podcast? The first thing you offered up. And I'm just going to let you and Jocelyn hash this one out. I don't really have a dog in this fight. Uh, candy corn? Right. Pro cons. Wow, where to begin? Um, you know, first of all, I think candy corn gets a bad rap because of the texture. I think that's largely people's issue with it. Uh, it People don't, can't just like... <laughs> 
let themselves fall into like we're all about pumpkin spice and all that nonsense but and candy corn is basically halloween congealed into a candy and i don't know why people have to like just like really push back against it people are like oh candy corn it's named that because it it sort of is like tastes like a candle it's like no that's not true uh it's delicious it's got uh, orange flavor and yellow flavor those are flavors not colors um it's delicious i think people are just like now here's what i'll say the only candy corn i acknowledge is the orange yellow and white candy corn all the other candy corns are actually trash they are pretenders to the throne of the one the only the true orange yellow and white candy corn which is delicious Jocelyn, your retort. Well, much like when Leah did not understand that Go Puff was for stoners, at one point in that conversation, I said, oh, my God, guys, I wish you could see my fucking face right now. I just like to get I have lots to say about all that. But out the gate, you start with. I think what people's problem is, is the texture. Yeah, it's food. That's texture is like 90 percent of it. So the idea that we're just supposed to throw that aside and be like, oh, look at this. Here's the here's the thing. And people talk about this on the regular. We clearly do throw out the texture because everyone looks at that gorgeous little yellow, orange, and white thing and says, you know what? I'm giving this another shot. Candy corn is the candy that has been given the most shots and opportunities by people only to stab them in the heart yet again with its (laughs) disgustingness. Like people come back to candy corn. We want to love it. We want to give it a chance. And yet every single time we're burned. I mean, this is, this is societal. I mean, this is, uh, uh, you know, uh, Louis Black. I think Gaffigan has a thing about candy corn. Like this, this is not, you know, anecdotal. This is like proven across time that. Look, I think middle-aged white dudes have been wrong about a lot of things. And once again, they're wrong about candy corn. Uh, this, I think what you're saying is societally speaking, there is a prejudice that has come up around candy corn that people are continue to try to move past. And I think that's admirable. Uh, that folks do not feel hemmed in by, you know, the, the strictures of society, um, that, that we are a, uh, you know, humans as a, as a species are capable of forgiveness and can hold that in our hearts. And that's where candy corn comes in. That's where you can sort of like begin anew, uh, like a phoenix rising from the ashes every September, October. Here cometh candy corn uh, so to my- delight and entertain uh, once again, in my world in recovery worlds, we call that insanity. We call that doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different mm. results. Mm. So I don't think this is a matter of forgiveness. I think this is, uh, this is blindness. This is, you know, but, but, but that aside, okay, I've come back to it again. Here we are. It's fucking August. They're probably, it's in there right now. I guarantee you, I've already seen tons of Halloween stuff places. Um, and I, and I've approached it again. The fact, first of all, the fact that you're delineating flavors is a shock to me. I've never quite felt there was any delineation of that piece of sugar wax ever. So that's curious to me. I just, there's no, I I feel a little, like I I told Leah, I said, I've actually come down on this a little bit, but only because my friend has taught me to use candy corn as a means to an end to fake a salted peanut nut roll. If you have peanuts and candy corn and you eat them together, now you've kind of turned them into 
another thing, my, one of my favorite things in life, the salted, the Pearson salted nut roll, which is, again, I'm not old. I just like grandma candies. <laughs> um, but, but in its purest form, I'm glad, I will say, I'm glad that you've acknowledged that like those pumpkins and like Christmas candy corn and like all of that is like straight to the garbage, like 100%. So we're just, I, I think that's a mischaracterization of what I said, but it, you, you know, said trash. Talking, you said trash. That was oh, literally the other <laughs> candy corns are trash. Yes, that's what I'm Those saying. Those are, and that's I. My understanding is it's one of the main ways that you judge candy is in fact based on flavor. So to focus on flavor feels like just a, you know meeting candy where it's at. Uh, by the way, if we're going to use recovery language, I'm trying to use language that conveys optimism and positivity rather than negative and judgmental recovery language. Is positive. Uh, it's right. So I'm just saying. <laughs> I think I'm there. <laughs> I don't know if you are, but I'm just, I'm not trying to judge your experience. I, I have a question for uh, both of you. Yeah. Is there a better candy out there for making uh, vampire teeth? Oh, gosh, no. Not at all. I mean, the points, I can't, I, I would be, I would be pressed to think of something that right? is You just put them like right that. there on your, yep. on your, okay. So we agree. Also, can... it's so enjoyable to like eat, you can eat candy corn just as like a few at a time, or you could take each one individually and kind of gnaw off the different like layers of color. Like it, it's, there's so many different ways that you can eat candy corn. I just named two. I'm sure if we said it, we'd come up with lots more, but let's not try that. Uh, there, it's an entertaining candy. So we've agreed that it's only good to be a Halloween costume then, correct? Just vampire teeth. That's, that's its only practical use. I would like to, I don't I know that it's not that. a spring, it's not a springtime candy. You know, this is like uh, don't wear white uh, after Labor Day uh, and don't try to eat candy corn uh, after November. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. I'm with you. But I'm just it's saying a time, like, it's a time bound candy. Right. Right. It's, it's got a limitation time. That is. So I'm not saying it's only use is as vampire teeth. I'm saying the only candy appropriate to make fake vampire teeth is a candy corn. Oh, I know. I'm just trying to put that upon everybody. That's yeah. all. I'm just saying it's only uses for vampire teeth. So, Thank you very so much. Again, so again, so that's a third use uh, as entertainment. You can also use it as a costume. So, wow. How about that? You're not going to get that out of a chunky bar, for example. Yeah, I mean. So. I don't know. I mean, Twizzlers, I could rope it up. I could make a, 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 a harness, a Twizzler harness, and, like, do some costume like that. I mean, candy corn is not the only candy that can be like parlayed into clothes or a costume right, i'm just saying it's a bonus halloween also those uh, orange and black wax paper covered i think they're supposed to be like peanut butter candies but they're like taffy and they're disgusting mm, yeah those are what, those are gross yeah you know I'm talking that's about? the stuff mm -hmm. that nobody likes that, right that's you're like oh that, shit right exactly oh shit indeed yeah yeah circus well, peanuts are like we give these to animals like, I would Ugh. rather eat a biodegradable packing peanut than a circus peanut. Right. And have. Same. We we used to, uh, once we, uh, in the 90s, when packing peanuts first came out with biodegradable ones that would melt in water and were safe to eat, our favorite family joke uh, for at least a year was to um, put easy cheese on them and dare and uh, give them to like boyfriends and stuff. Wait, can we rewind that? Like as okay. a gift? No, like as a like funny a joke. Dare. Oh, okay. As a dare. But so you said when they became biodegradable, and I was like, yeah, yeah. And you're like, and they melted in the water. And I was like, yeah, yeah. And then you went, 
and they were safe to eat. When did this information yeah, hard come left out? Turn. On, hard yeah, left when turn, did man. the information come out on that on the market? Oh, P.S. You can eat these if you need to. Like what? I I don't know how we came to know that. Maybe it was on sixty minutes. We just maybe it was like printed on the invoice that came with it that was like, we are now doing biodegradable peanuts. Parentheses, you can snack on these? Well, snacking and not poison are different things, right? Yeah, Gandhi said that. They they are, but you specifically mentioned that you could eat them. Yeah, because they felt good on your tongue as they melted, as they biodegraded in your mouth. And then you put easy cheese on them, and it's a hilarious... Food dare. Uh, yep, I got it, nothing. It's on definitely that. a food dare. I don't know what <laughs> adjective I would use to describe it. Anyway, but it's you definitely guys, a food dare. You may you may be shocked I mean, to know that it could be a food dare if you really try hard that's enough. That's true. And I'm I'm 44 and did not marry my high school sweetheart uh, after giving him easy cheese on packing peanuts. Yeah, how did that? How how did that not work out? I don't know. I'll I'll get him on the podcast next week. We'll find out. Yep. <laughs> So Incredible be- candy chat choices. <laughs> Scott, when you think about summer treats, mm. what are some of your go-to? You've got a you got a cool kid. They're ten ish. Yes, that's right. And like, what is what? What are some fun summer treats you guys have enjoyed as a family? Are we specifically talking about candy? Uh, based treats. You may go beyond the bounds of candy for this question. So she's really into chocolate covered bananas right now, the frozen kind. Ooh. Um, so yeah, uh, shout out to uh, banana babies. That's what they're called. If I can just, if I can give a drop, a quick plug, uh, banana babies, the big, big hit in this house. Nice. Um, nerds are big candy favorite here. I, I've, I think I've said, on uh, prior occasions that nerds are the kind of candy that are perfect for kids. You love them. As, as you just, it's just, you're just cranking sugar. Uh, but then you get to an adult and you're like, ah, this is weird. I feel like I just swallowed gravel. Uh, what have I done? Uh, it's like all up in your teeth and everything. And yeah. so there's that. Um, but yeah, we just, uh, we were at a block party yesterday. Um, so there was a lot of, a lot of fun. There's a lot of candy being handed out there. Uh, which is a great thing to do in the evening with kids is to just load them up with candy mm-hmm. and send them home. Yeah. That um, block party was, was uh, planned by a childless person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Jocelyn. I don't know what the right word is. Indoctrinate uh, makes it sound negative, but have you passed along the, the time honor tradition of rainbow cone to them? Oh yes. Yeah. We, this is uh, something that was easily, uh, indoctrination was unnecessary. It was just, you basically just put the, put the, uh, breadcrumbs out and boom, snapped it right up. We did one summer, a couple of years ago, I went to rainbow cone 10 times in a summer and that was fantastic. Um, she loves rainbow cone. Uh, she, uh, just, we, our tradition has been, we would get it and then we would sit in the car and, you know, have our ice cream. Um, and just kind of sit there and, and sometimes watch a show on our phone or something like that. So um, it, it, she loves Rainbow Cone. I, I so this is interesting. I'm I'm somewhat conflicted right now. Uh, Rainbow Cone was recently purchased by Bona Beef. Oh no! Oh. This was a couple of years ago. It's very. It happened very low key. 
uh, was purchased by Bona Beef, and the intent was very good. The intent has actually been to bring Rainbow Cone to more areas of Chicago, and I'm going to assume the rest of the country as well. Um, so for those that don't know, very quickly, Rainbow Cone is a very specific type of ice cream, and it is a several layers ice cream treat. So uh, the important thing to keep in mind with Rainbow Cone is not just you pile you know, a scoop of ice cream, one on top of the other, but you actually have these, what's essentially a flat slab of ice cream piled up on top of each other. So it kind of leans and it's orange sherbet, pistachio, Palmer house, which is basically French vanilla with cherries and nuts in it, strawberry and chocolate. Mm. And, and so you have a slit, all those slices on a cone and Bona Beef bought the uh, company, I guess, or, or maybe they merged. I'm not sure the exact financial arrangement. And they have started to do rainbow cone ice cream trucks. And there is also a rainbow cone in the far flung suburbs. And I'll be really honest. I am a purist and I believe that uh, rainbow cone is best enjoyed at 91st and Western on the far South side of Chicago in the, Pepto-Bismol covered, or, or not covered, but uh, uh, colored uh, building with the replica of the rainbow cone on top of it. It sort of stands as this kind of like guardhouse between Chicago and the suburbs. So while I am thrilled that more people have uh, rainbow cone available to them, I am concerned that the specialness, the wonderfulness of, of rainbow cone it will be diluted over time. Um, so it, it's been um, it's been just a, a, a year of, of contradictions, um, and that's just one of them. And I do think people should know if you Google rainbow cone, Google images, rainbow cone, like the number one photograph used in articles about rainbow cone is a photograph of Scott's hand holding a rainbow cone. That is correct. It is the is ubiquitous correct. photograph. Oh, I did not best know that little art I've ever ever made, quite honestly. Yeah. I have a hard time with it. Like I, you chalk it up to whatever you want. General neurodivergency, let's just put it that way. It could be a million things. But I don't like shit to touch. I don't like a million flavors together like that. So I've never had one. Mm. Like I don't and PS to be honest, Palmer House sounds gross. I don't that no thanks. I mean I'm assuming it was made or or referencing the actual Palmer House in Chicago, correct? Funny story, you would, uh, it is referencing that, but it has nothing to do with that. The person, uh, Joe Sapp, who made uh, and created Rainbow Cone, um, some, I want to say 75 years ago now, he put that flavor together and referenced the hotel, but it had nothing to do with it. It was never served there. It was not something that was based there. It was purely a marketing gimmick. And I, uh, this was back in the days when copyright law, I think, was very new. And so because otherwise you would get sued for stuff like that. Right. So uh, oh, this is my Starbucks flavor. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly that's exactly it. Um, so, yeah, if that this is it would be it was like, uh, you know, calling a place McDonald's instead of McDonald's like you get sued for that. Right. Um, but anyway, but it's it's stood the test of time. Um, and, um, this is the rainbow cone, uh, was a place where people would go and they would literally, uh, you would rest your horses there, uh, back in the olden days, uh, because people would come way out to this part of town 
because of all the cemeteries. And you would then sort of like, you know, rest um, your uh, selves. Um, it could just was like a little oasis uh, before you made the trip back into the city. Wait, 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 wait. You yeah, it's like se- 75 years ago. No one's using horses 75 years ago. I don't know how many years ago it was. But Ro- <laughs> so Hang on. Let me. It's Robert Lorzel wrote a really great article about. So like the uptown district, like. So oh, the reason the art, the Argyle, no. The Uptown Theater, the Riv, and the... Uh, Aragon. Aragon. And Green Mill are all there because of the cemeteries. Because people would go to the cemetery for the day, and then they'd oh. hang out, and they'd need pubs. And and so venues, theater venues built up around cemeteries so people could make a whole day of it. You'd picnic with your loved ones in the cemetery, and then you would go to a show. I'll include the Roberts article in the show notes. It was a curious city about uptown. Nice. That's that sounds very similar to the way that people treated cemeteries down here. Um, I'll I just did a quick fact check, and Rainbow Cone has been around for more than ninety years. 90? So uh, they opened wow. in nineteen twenty six. Wow. That's so people that's... were still using horses in nineteen twenty six. I mean, I feel confident saying that, having done no research on it. Were they? What are you guys talking about? Do you think we just invented horses, like no, recently? But, no, but what I'm saying is, like, weren't people using cars by that point, or no? The I Model mean, T is the rich, right? I don't. I literally, I'm, I'm a question mark here. Like, this is, this is, this is one of those like you see those things like on TikTok or Facebook, and they give you like a this is the amount of time from here to here. And then the, you take that same amount of time and you place it somewhere else. And you're like, Oh, slavery wasn't that long ago. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, it's a right. mind fog type the of thing. model. The model T. Uh, oh, was produced from 1908 to 1927. Okay. Okay. I so, was yeah. saying 1918. So I've been right in the middle there. I think 1918, it was probably a nice mix of horses and cars. Interesting. Which I always assume half day road means it took a half a day to get from there to the city. I don't know if that's true or not, but that's my guess. So that's always been my guess. As I drive in from Wisconsin and I see half day road, I think, oh, I bet it took you half a day to get from here into Chicago. That sounds right. right? I think that's totally makes sense. Okay. So people are riding horses. They're going to cemeteries. They're having picnics. They're gathering themselves together at Rainbow Cone before they head back to where, whence they came. Correct. Okay. Fantastic. Right. Horses. I mean, you don't even think about that. You know what I'm saying? That's not that long ago. But yes, feeling- that was a that was a long divergence on. Yes, my kid likes rainbow cone ice cream. Yes. Uh, the end. <laughs> well, I mean, you, we are three people from Chicago. I think we'd be remiss if we didn't give a history and tell people what rainbow cone is slash was, etc. Like, I think that's I think that's a significant. I've never even had one, and I know what it is. I know what it looks like. I know where to get it. Like. I think it's a significant part of Chicago food history. Yep. Yeah. Well, and I mean, Chicago has its own candy based history, which, you know, perhaps in the inaugural episode, you may have gotten into about Hershey's at the world Columbian exposition, uh, Ferrara pan. Yes. That is rocks. Yeah. Blomers. Um, I mean, there, there's Brango. Uh, Mars, I think has some, mm-hmm. Mars Rick they're not from here. Chicago, but I know that was big, big here, obviously Marshall Fields, Frangos, which I think we'll get into Fannie Mae. Right. Right. Um, yeah. We yeah. need to do a Blomers episode. Yeah. Like 
for real though. Yeah. Like get someone on and talk about like, I'm about ready to go down a rabbit hole right now. So I'll keep my bombers thoughts to myself. But <laughs> um, I do feel yeah. like we could record a whole season of Candy Chat right now and just keep going for eight hours. But we all are in between meals right now. So we're going to come back. Scott, I, I assume this is your first of many visits to the Candy Chat podcast. Obviously. Obviously. So we will have you pick a Chicago, like, one company. You'll come back and we'll, and we'll deep dive into one or two companies. We don't have to do all of Chicago candy history in one because it is fascinating. Because there's so Spread much more out. than just Blommer's chocolate pollution, which is the right. best type of pollution. Right. Right. It's a short list of the best types of pollution, by the way. <laughs> yeah. It's like, there's like three. So yeah. I will give one Blommer's thought then for anyone who is not from Chicago. The Blommer's factory creates, emits like where a, a oil factory or something would emit like smoke or something like that. And it's pollution and bad. Well, the EPA ding Blommer's because they were literally releasing chocolate, fine, fine particulate of chocolate into the air. And there are many times, especially downtown, if you go downtown and I call it the big cookie, I'll be like, oh, we're in the big cookie. Because it just seems like you walked right into a big chocolate chip cookie and like you're just in the middle of a warm cookie. Um, so that's, I don't know if they ever fixed it. To be honest with you, I don't really care. I'm okay being in the big cookie. If that's what takes uh, my lungs out. You don't fix what's not broken. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if that's what takes my lungs out is chocolate. I mean, I used to smoke. <laughs> so come on, people. What a way to go. Right. Exactly. I'm fine with that. All right, let's get into our brackets. So as we talked discussed last week, Jocelyn has been running uh, brackets on Facebook for many years. Last week, we went through the first 32 candies in the bracket. Today, we're going to go through the second 16 matchups. We've each made our selections in advance, but we're going to talk about them because I know based on uh, a little dust up that Scott started on Twitter this morning... Scott has takes. Jocelyn, I know, has takes. And I, I have uh, also have takes. So We have takes for days, man. Takes, takes for, days. for days. So let's get it started. Our first matchup. The Clark Bar versus Almond Joy. Um, I think coconut is disgusting. So I just picked, I don't even really know what a Clark Bar is. I've never had one. But it just knocked Almond Joy off. Because I was like, that's coconut like that is gross. So. I just picked Clark Bar for that reason and that reason only. For that reason only, I'm out on Almond Joy. (laughs) (laughs) For that reason, I'm out. Yeah, Almond Joy should just be Almond Terrible. Uh, It's not good. Um, I'm also not, like, Almond Joy is just sort of like the boring mounds, right? I mean, they're just like the one without the, the, the nuts in it. Here's the thing about the Clark Bar, though. The Clark Bar is in that weird, like, uh, candy category of we've stacked a bunch of wafers on top of each other and put in chocolate genre, right? You're, that's where you get your Butterfingers. Um, you get your, what else is in? I think Fifth Avenue is in that category. Really? Wafers? Um, yeah, it's just like you got a bunch of those wafer things stacked on top of each other, which I feel like is great. 
for like bite sized pieces, but you start to get the full size bars. And you're just like, ah, this is a lot. It does have a feeling of like, mm, this is some real tasty lumber. So it, it's a tough, it's a tough call. I got to go with the <laughs> bar though. No, is that? I, no, I mean, I we, we actually ended up fully agreeing with you as we tasted a Canadian candy. Uh, actually, that'll be on this episode, right? It'll be on this thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, so this was, is, uh, we're going to have an epilogue, the crispy crunch taste off. This was a Canadian chocolate bar Shai Corman sent to, to us. Which I loved the first time around because it tasted like a elevated butterfinger to me. Uh, and then, and then I, Jocelyn talked to me and I tried it again and she said it was just sawdust. And then I tried it the second time and I was like, oh, maybe it's not good. I feel bad that I ruined it for. Yeah, I was you like got peer pressured into hating. Uh, well, and I wasn't. I wasn't peer pressuring at all. I was like, hey, I was hungry for some chocolate. I knew I had a double of these. So I ate it. We can eat it together too. I said, but if you want, if you have anything to say about it, let me know. Cause I feel some type of way about this bullshit. She was like, let's record it right now. So we did. And I it's will tell you, It doesn't get better <laughs> sitting open on your desk <laughs> for a few days. <laughs> oh boy. I, I need that to was a mistake. Store. Here's the, here's the other thing about Canadian Avenue. I don't think I've been to, I don't think I've had either one of those. I need to get, educated on Fifth, Fifth Avenue Clark brother all on that like weird like they sound like they sound fancy and they sound way fancier than they actually are here's the thing about Canadian stuff though did you ever have like Degrassi and its various permutations aside most Canadian television feels like a a like high school production version of a show that you actually like like you're like ah I don't know anybody in here and the plot seems a little off and also all of the set dressing seems a little uh, a couple levels below, which I feel like a candy bar called Crispy Crunch is right in there. We're just like, <laughs> it's a candy bar. Like, where are you going with like, this? Okay. Named for qualities. You know, they're just sort of like, this is like a candy bar I like when it's called Butterfinger. And I don't think I like it when it's this. When it's just it's the just, adjectives. It's, it's like, it's like a rough draft. Most Canadian <laughs> TV in candy it's like a rough draft of, of whatever the, the thing of the american version uh <laughs> is it's fine we have a real president again we can american exceptionalism is making a comeback and we can hate on canada again. that's what i think we were like had to really watch our p's and q's because like i don't know we might need to go up there uh but now i think everything i mean everything seems fine uh as long as you don't read the news at all so anyway, uh, that's Trader Crispy Joe's Crunch has... seems like a, a just a it's like when you watch a cartoon and then the names are all for things that are super generic because they don't want to do they don't want to have right. to pay to use the name. It's like that kind of thing. Like, oh, I got a Crispy Crunch. It's like, oh, Fred, that sounds amazing. Betty, try this. Like, <laughs> yeah, Trader Joe's has a bag of chips. I shit you not called. Either cri Crispy Crunchy Crisps or Crunchy Crisp crunchies or something ridiculous i'm like who's getting paid to sit over in california and make up these bullshit names like for real that's just somebody all not getting paid much i got news for you there not, not only all adjectives but then you repeat one right I'm like, mm, boo. you like the alliteration but you want some more imagination. yeah you gotta change it up by man. the way for a second i thought you were gonna say that trader joe's has a snack called i shit you not which <laughs> i thought I was like uh that is a low bar you know it's <laughs> like, called a banana this 
you will not poop yourself. Like that's, <laughs> that's her. Put that on the poster. All right. So, uh, so I'm going to go these... Clark bar. I think on that one, you're going this Clark bar. Cause almond, almond joy terrible. is almond terrible. Yep. By the All way right. though, I think almond joy does have nuts because it's almond joy has nuts. Mouths mouths don't. don't. Which doesn't make any sense because it's you would think it's called mounds. So there has to be nuts in it. Once again, I made that classic mistake uh because i forgot the jingle but yeah. yeah that doesn't i've always thought that that doesn't make any sense almond joy should not have any nuts and, and mounds should, about should the joy be- of almonds i guess oh. Is the- oh. <laughs> this 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 is how i feel when you are surprised i don't know weed culture is i'm surprised you don't know can- candy bar culture yeah, almond joy real quick ever- just a real quick tangent Jocelyn, why would you think Leah knows weed culture? Because I've known Leah for roughly the amount of time you have, and I would never expect that she would know that. Okay, <laughs> not that she would know weed culture, but if you heard something was called GoPuff and it was all about candy and snacks, what would you think the main purpose of that would be? Um, putting it in kids' lunches when you've stopped caring. GoPuff, 24 hours a day app. That's what you think that's about. It, what is it? Wait, do you it, not know what this? Do you have you never? No, heard of I have this? no idea what you're talking oh about. Oh my god, you guys are, are we, killing me! Is it a me. snack? It's an app. It's no, it's a, an app. It's an oh, app on app. your phone. It's called GoPuff, and especially oh, when I thought we were out. talking about like a, a cereal, like a kid cereal, nope. or or nope. like a some like bargain version of Cheetos with more or more air in it or something. No, no, it's, I'm a it's a delivery service. It's a delivery service app, and the main, sense. especially out the gate, the main things that they had were. Ben and Jerry's, Candy, uh, Cheetos, all that. What do you? Who do you think that that app and delivery is? Geared now that for? you've reverse engineered the name for me, it totally makes sense. Right? Go she thinks it's about wink, Kleenex. Wink. She thinks right. Exactly. I Sometimes got you need Kleenex on short order. Go. Yeah, puff. or like a delivery service for pillows. Yeah. No one needs, and I've said this before. I will reiterate it. No one needs Kleenex quickly at 2 a.m. They have paper towel, they have napkins, they have toilet paper. No one needs to get a box of Kleenex, Kleenex stat at 2.30 in the morning. That's not what that's I'm for. not shaming anybody who likes weed because it has a number of very good medicinal and, and recreational purposes. However, would you need it at 2 a.m. or would you really want it at 2 a.m.? You need the munchies at 2 a.m. That's oh, what I'm that's, saying. Uh, okay. The, yeah, that are the I see after now. effect, okay. the yeah. side right. effect of the weed. Or right. the munchies that GoPuff delivers. Right. Mm, Not, I, I need a clean a box of Kleenex. Yeah. I don't know. That just seemed obvious to me. That go, it came with uh, a lighter that doubled as a bottle opener. So the, the one and only time I ever ordered from them, that was part of the uh, <laughs> delivery. It was a lighter <laughs> that also was a bottle opener. So I'm, I, you've never heard of GoPuff? Never. I am <sighs> a very boring person though i the, one might in a different era call me square uh it, so i'm i now i just like, thought it was out there i thought more people my friend i think was, they're advertising really heavy on the north side okay that could be because so, they've got warehouses up here and you can yeah. get it's convenience store delivery and i can get i can get stuff delivered to my house faster than i can walk to the cvs that's three blocks away so, Jocelyn, do you want to take us on our? I, and I'm going. I'm going almond joy because I didn't know what a Clark bar was, and I like coconuts and almonds. Um, so I was good with it. 
But Jocelyn, do you want to take us on our next matchup? Um, yeah, I really hope, I really pray that we are all, that there's no question about what we should pick here because I will have hurt feelings if that is not the case. We have Snickers up against just a regular plain old Hershey's chocolate bar. I mean, it's Snickers. You got to go Snickers. Right? There's just okay. no I was, question. I was about ready to go one, two, three. I'm like, please, everybody <laughs> say Snickers. Please, please, Snickers. please. I mean, yeah. It's Two bars are like, they're like, can we make a chocolate bar? Let's just get the basics down before we start getting complicated. Be like, everybody, let's just, just this is minimum viable product. And they made a Hershey bar. And then they're like, oh, but maybe people will want this. We're like, mm, I guess. So, but then Snickers was like, wait, though. Snick- Hershey bars is like you in the movies where somebody gets a makeover. And then they look like super amazing and like awesome and whatever. Like the Snickers is the after the makeover, whereas the Hershey bar is is the the candy that's in the library a lot. No disrespect to libraries. I don't think they're even. I don't think they're even. uh, Yeah. Comparable. Yeah, that's an unfortunate mashup. That's definitely a seventy-two seed against the three seed. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Snickers. By the way, that's my one and only sports reference in this entire podcast because that's about <laughs> that's like one of four things I know about sports. Do you guys remember the commercial? I just looked it up to make sure I wasn't making it up. The commercial where they made a point of telling you that the little pieces of a Hershey bar that you can break off are called pips. Nope. I don't remember that. So it was like, basically, I think if I remember my Hershey bar correctly, there's like 12, right? There's like 12 pips in a Hershey bar. Huh. And I'm just like. did not know that. That like, it was like 2017 or something. I'm like, why are you telling me this? Why are you trying to, it to me was the equivalent of like trying to bullshit me and tell me that like Hello Kitty wasn't a cat. I'm like, like, what what are we dealing with here? Like, But just information nobody needed. Of course she's a cat. You were like, like, this isn't going to make me eat this more or even right. less <laughs> right exactly it's like hip okay they're good for s'mores though so there's that they have by the way purpose. if you google hershey's pips one of the people also ask questions is why does hershey's taste like vomit which seems <laughs> aggressive like that's like like we've all we're all on board with the fact that like snickers is better than hershey but that's like that's just like drunk and angry google questions that's just like real mean and it also proves the variant in google i have what is the paper tag on a hershey kiss called and are the papers and kisses edible is the is the is a little piece of paper called a flag um a plume oh a plume of course a plume yeah pips is like no one cares that's like stuff that only people in super niche uh, industries and, and activities yeah. like they're like, oh, I'm super excited about this one obscure piece of information. You're like, that's great, Steve. Anyway, so, Steve also knows then what um the piece of plastic around the end of a shoelace is called. I was thinking the very same thing. Oh, right. Yeah. It's called a, a, a fiddle faddle. An agnot or a aglet. I was close. <laughs> I did I so I, I also then had to search I just searched Hershey's Pips and I got question two paper that sticks out uh, question four why does Hershey's taste like vomit so I, I got a nice combination of both of you guys <laughs> egglet I was so close on that one yeah I was so close on it all right 
So we had a clear winner. Next match. Yeah, that was an easy one. Oh, this is one that I know. I just have a, a huge bias against it, and I know I'm in the minority, so I never expect to win this one. So the next one is Maple Cream versus Ghirardelli. Now, in these brackets, I always allow people to choose, right? I'm not going to, like, we could do an all Ghirardelli bracket. Like, I'm not going to tell you dark versus milk versus sea salt versus whatever. Like, take what you think of a maple cream and then pick your favorite Ghirardelli and see, like, which makes sense to you. That's kind of the guidance I give. Um, I... Since I was a kid, my grandma just got me hooked on maple cream. So when I, whether it be a maple cream egg in, at Easter, or like if I've ever added like a Fannie Mae or a Margie's or an independent candy store, one of the things I always get without question are a couple individual maple creams. Because I love them. So just so we're clear, maple creams are like those things where it's like like white and, and yellow, like nougaty mushy candy then it's like solidified and it's like in wrapped in plastic or whatever right um there it's white inside not yellow but like oh general, pardon me gen, well yellow I, that would gross me out um okay. they're generally when i think about what i'm talking about they're in those little like black or white plastic like they're sit like you get them individually like at a uh -huh. fannie mae or something like that yeah so they're not wrapped necessarily they're like actual chocolates yeah. Okay. Well, those are gross. Um, this this is this is another unfair <laughs> I mean, matchup. It feels like you have like literally the entire panoply of of Giardelli op options, and then here's the thing that people uh, no one likes. I know no one likes. I know. Yeah. It's my so bracket, that's, again, so I got that's to throw another it in unfair there. matchup. I, feel I got like to throw this. it in there. I was like, well, and the matchups come randomized, so I would not have put that. Sure. right against that either but it is what it is Leah what are you what were you thinking I went Ghirardelli because I could not conjure up a maple cream in my memory now that you've described it a little bit more and I've gone and googled it if I had a box of Fannie Mae's and I was looking at the map I wouldn't be upset to get a maple cream it's not like something with like a cherry goo spilling out of it or right. you know so I wouldn't be upset to get a maple cream, but I wouldn't choose it. Whereas I would choose High Spidey. Um, I would choose a lot of things from Ghirardelli. Yeah. So I had to go Ghirardelli yeah. in any form over a maple cream. Yeah. And, and I, again, I, I knew that was, I knew that was, I mean, literally, let's see here. It was 38 to 7 on that particular bracket. So <laughs> definitely I knew what I knew what I was going up against. I wasn't confused. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say right out the gate. I have not had either one of these next two items in the bracket. Mallow cups or nut rages. So here's, I'm going to, this is the problem with uh, this kind of matchup. First of all, both of these, Sterling contenders. Really? Uh, but here's the thing about Nutrageous. Nutrageous is basically just a Reese's peanut butter with peanuts and caramel in it. And that's honestly, you're trying to do too much. You just gotta you gotta stick to your knitting. You gotta you gotta pick some categories. You can't put all those things. First of all, that's is it a hat like, on a hat? 
Well, it, that's a hat on a hat. That's exactly right. It, it's you're trying to do Snickers and put peanut butter in there. Snickers is already great where it is. You don't have to go ahead and put peanut butter in there. It's just doing too much. Whereas Mallow Cups are just simplicity. They are marshmallow covered in chocolate. And those are the only parts of the s'more that people are super into because the graham crackers just get all crumbly and like get all over and make a huge mess. They're like, let's boil it down. Mallow filling covered in chocolate. So I, it, it's tough because I, every part of the nut rages is great. But I think when you put it together, you're like this, it's like um, when um, the lady that runs uh, cosmopolitan uh, says you, you, how, you know, you have the right amount of accessories, you put them all on and you take one off. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, basically outrageous. we're like we should take one out and it should be the peanut butter and then you have a snickers so i gotta go with mallow cups on that anna wintour uh no what was the lady um hang on uh she's Vogue, she Cosmop- right? it was Cos- uh, coco chanel that's what that's who uh, was. that's uh, what i'm thinking uh, of. Uh, 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 coco yeah. chanel she would say uh the when you're dressing with accessories you before you leave the house you look in the mirror and you take one thing off and that's how you know you have the right yeah. amount of accessories. So Coco Chanel, who I think did not actually run Cosmopolitan. So real-time fact check on myself there. But if she was designing candy bars, she would have looked at the Nutrageous and was like, take out the peanut butter. Mm-hmm. Even though peanut butter is fantastic. So I'm going with Mallow Cups. Mallow Cups. I feel like Mallow Cups have a an Easter equivalent. Isn't there like a, uh, like an Easter egg that is, that is like the profile of a mallow cup. That's it. I don't know if it's the consistency, but the, the, the people who make my maple cream eggs make marshmallow eggs. Yeah. Um, what the hell is their name? Like a two name thing. So I think that when I think of a, the marshmallow chocolate treat, I want, I want it shaped like an Easter egg and I want it in the spring. Um, the nut rageous for me gets me protein, peanut butter, some crunch, some chocolate. It might be a hat on a hat. Um, but I'm going nut rageous. Mm. I, I, because I'm also, uh, something I discovered in the last couple of years is the take five, the Reese's take five and which is like a pretzel inside of a Reese's cup. And no one asked for that. That's I asked delicious. For it. I love I it. I asked for it. I'm down. So I'm I'm here for hat on a hat, the unga pachka. Uh, no, <laughs> that is that's too much. That pretzel with the, the take five. First of all, uh, I don't think you should ever name candy bars after uh, a smoke break. Uh, uh, well, I was going to say classic uh, instrumental jazz tunes, but that too. Uh, also, too much sweet and savory combined there. If, if no. you ask me, I didn't think I was going to like it first time I had to take five, and then I was like, "Oh my god, where have I been all my life?" Take five, yeah, and then they see? merged with Reese's, and I don't know. I still haven't figured out if they're the same candy bar or not, but it's good. It's worth, yeah. It's worth, it's so, worth what did you, Jocelyn? You went nutrageous or Mallow Cup? I went nutrageous because I never had either one. And when I looked at a picture of a Mallow Cup, like it just looked gross to me. It never occurred to me like the whole like. I don't know. It just never occurred to me. It just looked gross. I was like, oh, that looks gross. I'm not. I'm picking outrageous. Yeah. Scott's description of the Mallow Cup has me 
wanting to I guess I should see if it's available on GoPuff and and and, and zip my <laughs> oh, one zip I, one I gotta over say, me. now that I know what that is, a hundred percent sure that that is. <laughs> that is are you kidding me? That's like catnip for stoners, which yeah. Like I hope catnip is not on that app because you could totally see stoners getting catnip. You're like, oh, that's hilarious, and you're like, oh, this was a mistake. Why did we get this? And the GoPuff people are like, ha, got you again. No returns, no refunds. So here's the situation. It is thir- uh, Wednesday night, midnight. I should be in bed. I have a 7.45 a.m. Zoom call with an oncologist. Jocelyn texts me and she's like, can we talk about the crispy crunch bar? And I was like, oh, the good Butterfinger. And you did not agree. So we're doing a, a Canadian candy review midnight Wednesday night. Yeah, I believe my question to you was oh do you mean the stale plywood shavings is that the one talk disgusting <laughs> so all here's right. the deal the cadbury crispy crunch this one right this one yeah disgust so gross all right so you here's think the it thing. is sawdust so i am in my bag and i'm like what's doubles so I can have, I think I want some candy right now. I see my caramel. So I have two left of those. And I'm like, I really liked it. So I'm going to like, I need one for the show. And I need one for the best. I need one for life, right? So I'm looking at some other one. Like, oh, I wonder if I can just like cut one, like cut one up and eat half now and eat, eat half again. Or is that cool? Or like, is that like double dipping? I don't know, right? Like, what was the one that she said? There was double, another double up. I'm like, oh, crispy crunch thing. Oh, that's supposed to be the good Butterfinger, right? So I bite into it and like, sure, like, okay, whatever. And then I bite into it again and I'm like, okay. And then I'm on TikTok and I'm like, looking at TikToks eating this candy. I'm looking at Birda-like woes, fucking anti-MLM, LuLaRoe. There's going to be a documentary from the Fire Festival people. All yeah, September it. 10th, the Lulu banger bust. Yeah. Yeah. So and now I'm looking at TikTok while I'm doing this. And all of a sudden, I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? I'm like, this tastes stale. I'm like, did Leah get a stale one? Because this like tastes fucking stale. In fact, I think, I'm not sure because they always look so disgusting to me. I think this might be what like a fucking Chico stick is made out of. A Chico stick? Remember, you even had someone on in like on Insta or somewhere comment about it. They were like Chico yes. sticks. I was like, "Oh, you mean the terrible opinion you have?" I'm like, "Sure, have you come on and talk about it." So yeah, it was terrible. <laughs> so when we talked last week, you talked about how you think peanuts are a trash nut, even though you pick everything peanut. In the world for candy. This to me tastes like true good roasted peanuts. However, 
now that you've put the idea of sawdust in my head, it has brought it down a notch. Sorry, I don't know what to tell you. Here's and then to make it worse, to make it an insult to injury, um, but it still gets stuck in your teeth like a fucking butterfinger does. Mm-hmm. So not only is it gross, but then I have to like dig it out of my molars. Nothing about this is fun. I was thinking about it the other day. I was like, Mister Big, giving Mister Big like an eight out of ten because I feel like it's amazing bar. But let's, I can't just go ten out, of 10 right out, out of the eight. gate. This is like 1.5. 1.5 out of 10. Yes. I'm telling you, this is what chicle sticks are made of. Almost guarantee it. Which is gross. Is this worse than a candy corn? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. I have to say, my candy corn opinion is somewhat revised. Because Claudia, when it's Halloween time, she keeps, and I guess here we go again, she keeps candy corn in a bowl with peanuts. And then when you eat them, it tastes oh. like a fucking candy or salted nut roll, which we all know I love so much. Yeah, you do. So I've, I've been able to kind of get, get into it sideways that way. But yeah, this is worse than candy corn. I think. We are going to have to ask when I texted scott smith who will have been the guest of the podcast that we're adding this to fuck seriously why am i eating this still scott i texted scott and i was like do you have strong opinions about candy and he was like do you need someone to come on and defend candy corn because i will and i was like what so he's gonna he will have been on i anticipate adding this devastating review of the Cadbury Crispy Crunch uh, to the end of our round two brackets with Scott Smith. Um, I'm sorry to have ruined it for you. I was just like, she said this was so good. Like, this is not my experience, my current experience. Was, was I just so excited to you have... You said it was like the good bud- Butterfinger, which made me think of as a kid. This doesn't even have inconsistency as a good butterfinger. It's flaky, but in the wrong way. But don't you like how it tastes like a roasted peanut? Ignore the sawdust factor. Don't you think it tastes like fresh? Like a butterfinger that's been open for 20 years? Yeah, totally. (laughs) Yeah, sure. First of all, ignore the sawdust. Like, what fucking kind of thing is that to say? No, I'm not ignoring the sawdust. Like, that's a prime factor in my disgust here. But do I think it tastes like a freshly roasted? You know what I did just after? I opened, I ate some of my honey sesame cashews from Trader Joe's. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I need a palate cleanser. Yeah. I, um, peanut brittle. You know, like grandma's peanut brittle that might have been in the bowl too long? Yeah, peanut brittle, which I adore and enjoy. And I'm sad that my teeth don't really want to fuck with anymore. Yeah. Yeah, Love it. This? Where are you? No. Peanut brittle has like, it's that like sugary, toffee. Like the only part of peanut brittle that's really peanutty is the large fucking pieces of peanut in there. Right. But But the brittle? Oh, 
heard it's like pralines or something. Like it's like it's like I don't even know. It's, it's delicious. I'm I mean, so confused by my own opinions. I'm. Com- I mean, I was like, "All right, let's do this." And like, it's been a while since Fat Butterfinger. I, you know, I kind of had shit about it. Like, whatever. I really but hyped re- it up. I was ready for it. I wasn't looking to like trash it. It was really, honestly, like four bites in that I like, re- like come back to my body after as I'm eating while I'm watching TikTok. <laughs> And I'm like, what am I eating right now? I'm like, this is gross. And I was like, okay, let's like, are we going to, can we talk about this next time? Cause it's, I got, I feel some kind of way about it, which is bad. Yeah, man, shy. I feel like this is always like a dedication or always like, hopefully he gets his content somehow, but like Mr. Big eight, 8.5 out of 10 fucking crispy crunch take that shit like no. no let me go back to the go back to the list i want to see where he ranked this if he ranked oh, it at all okay okay crispy crunch he had number four he had it right under mr big and above the coffee crisp wow wow above i thought he was all about the coffee crisp I think Coffee Crisp was his sister. No, his sister was all about the crunchy, which we haven't gotten into. So do you, can you see this? Yeah. So uh, Jocelyn is sharing your screen for an image search of Chico Stick. Yeah. You're like, what is that? What is it? Gross? I don't know. Like, why? Let's see if I can get Fried chicken candy? I, don't, I just saw that too. I was like, what is that? Look at that. Look at that. Tell me that is something you want to eat. No, it's not yeah. something I want to eat. I never said it was something I wanted to eat. Chico stick? Never not seen it. Yeah, but that's essentially what is in there. But just not as orange. Look, peanuts. Look at these what is with all this? Oh my god! What is with everybody with peanuts? Apparently, they used to call it chicken bones. What does that even mean? <laughs> Just to, I mean, what? Just imagine it's a the perfect best. mix of peanuts and crunchy candy. Just imagine the best fresh roasted Texas grade A jumbo peanuts. Those are sprinkled with salt while they're still warm, and then ground. Okay, right there. Let's start with that ground along with pure granulated sugar in a patented process. This concoction is then rolled into sticks that are the perfect mix of peanuts and crunchy candy. Then each is dusted with a lightly toasty cocoa. What you're left with is disgusting. What is wrong with you people? I'm not defending Chicka Stick. But I feel like that's what Chicka... Oh my god. Is that why it's called Chick-O Stick? Because it used to be called Chicken Bones. Chicken Bones. That's weird. Is Chick-O Stick the same as Butterfinger? The Butterfinger is the more delicate of the two. (laughs) 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 Although, then I grabbed one on the bag. I'm like, ooh, what's this? I'm like, oh, it's big. And then it's that fucking big Archer. Yeah, which we'll have I to almost, try that. 
yeah, I almost feel like I want to go for that while I'm already like in living in disappointment. Like, oh, just go ahead not, and like, try the big R Turk right now. Yeah, if I'm well, our be... expectations are low. Let's do it. Yeah. Okay. Since again, I'm not really sure what the fuck Turkish delight even is. It's uh, so the big R Turk is a Nestle flavor. Um, again, this is a Turkish delight. We got a double share portion. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, it's perfect for sharing or uh, saving some for later. I'm definitely gonna give some to Claudia. I think. Oh, I'm already confused. It's covered in chocolate. Oh, you can break it off too. Oh, and what the fuck is going on with this? What is going on with this? (laughs) What is happening? I don't like it already. What is going on? Oh, no. It has very specific specific things where it's like, oh, you'd break it off and have a piece. And we both went to crack off a piece and we were... It's got like a sponge-like texture. Yes. But it's not a marshmallow. It looks this? like caramel, but it's... No, it's going to be like cherry or something, right? <laughs> oh, oh, my it's God. It's terrible. It's like cough medicine. Oh. Chai, you're, you're doing us dirty, bro. <laughs> oh. You're doing us dirty. I mean, seriously. It tastes like soap. It's grandma soap. Is it rose water? Is it I don't rose know that water I can with go mint? Any, much like my first and only White Castle. I don't know that I can go any further than the first bite. Okay. It's not good chocolate. It's a terrible filling. It's not a nougat. It's not a gummy. It is like a gummy. It's like a fruitcake. Are you ready? You mean to blow your fucking mind? You like it better than the other one. Yeah. Can I get used to it now? It's so gross. Yeah, I like two. It tastes like Ugh. Off medicine, there's a very specific, very weird thing about it. It tastes like fancy soap in your great grandma's bathroom. <laughs> it tastes the way a dish of dusty specials rose carved soaps in the 1980s in your great grandma's bathroom and nanny's bathroom. It tastes like if I had eaten the soap. Or what I imagine, I don't know if your family ever saved roses from birthday cakes. Like you took off the nice ones and you put them in a glass jar to save. What? Like the like, frost thing? Yeah. Like like frosting. Mom roses? will fact check me on Twitter on this one. I feel like we had some glass jars of icing roses saved frosting? from cakes. Frosting? Who is not, that is, that's on my piece. I'm eating it. Like, I'm hogging, 
Oh, corner piece with a rose? Sign me up, motherfuckers. Like, I'm all about frosting. So, like, I don't know of this practice, but I can't imagine a rose getting off a cake without my knowledge. Yeah. So, that can't be the right memory. That can't it be. Could a, be. Um, it tastes like something. It tastes like grandma soap. It's like an herbal tea as a gummy. Here's my thing. Would I hate it as much if it didn't have chocolate on it? First of all, you're saying it's bad chocolate, but it's still that good Canadian chocolate. It's still way better than the shit we eat here. Yeah. But it's it's not even... What I know is Turkish delight on the inside. <laughs> I'm so confused that it's not the bad thing I was expecting. It's a different bad thing. And I know that Turkish delight can be good. I know that buying it in bulk in the airport in Istanbul was like, that's on me. Right. That's on me. Like, I didn't buy high quality, good Turkish delight. But I also don't think I have a flavor for these lighter. Like I don't. I'm not a rose water person. I'm not a lavender. I don't like my food to taste like soap. I'd much rather it taste like peanut brittle sawdust. This tastes something. Remember how it took me a while to get the fudge sticks last time? I bought I like, some. Oh, I bought some nutty butter or some fudge oh, buddies. You're right. Not not. I thought it was fudge sticks, but you. I bought a box of the Little Debbies and I bought some new peanut M&M mixes for us to try. Okay. This just tastes... Like something I know. I'm just sucking chocolate up at this point. But yeah, to be honest with you, I really do think I hate it less. (laughs) Um, Like, I don't know of a... Is it sort of, uh, I mean, I also think macarons are gross. The little French cookies. Just going to talk about them. The (laughs) first time I ever had one, I was like, why did I just spend two dollars? Because this was years ago. Right. Why did I just spend $1.50 on this trash cookie? Like, what the fuck? But, Trader Joe's has them in the frozen section. And they're not so hard. Like, they're good. Mm. I've come around. At least to Trader Joe's, I have those ones. But I also only get, there's like two different boxes that we have. There's one with like a variety and one that's just chocolate and vanilla. Mm-hmm. And I just got the chocolate and vanilla. Like, I don't want some like random ass pistachio or whatever. I don't even know what's in the other box. So that could be potentially disgusting. Wikipedia, I don't know why I said it. Wikipedia, Wikipedia, whatever, Google says it is a, um, the flavor is dark magenta, Turkish delight. What? I mean, I should not be shocked since one of my very favorite flavors is blue. But like, what does that even dark magenta? That's a flavor? Right. What, what kind of Turkish delight do you want? Dark magenta. Dark magenta, please. 
It is literally dark magenta, though, so I got to give them that. When I cracked it open, and was like, what the fuck is in here? It's 100% dark magenta. The minis are naturally colored, and the big Turks are artificially colored. Big Turk 60-gram bars have natural flavors and no artificial colors. The color comes from black carrots. What is the flavor in Turkish Delight, in the Turkish Delight and the Big Turk? The natural flavor is black carrots. What? What is even happening right now? What are you telling me? It's this, like, Q&A on the Nestle website. Okay. I don't, I can't tell if the answers are legit. I mean, like, this is, like, sugar, glucose, modified cornstarch, milk ingredients, cocoa butter, cocoa mass, citric acid, soy, lecithin. It says natural flavor. Say what kind of natural flavor, comma, color. And everything is spelled with a U. I'm definitely, I think I'm hanging out with Claudia tomorrow and I'm definitely saving this motherfucker and taking it to her and being like, tell us what you think about it. I wish so much you would create a big Turk with dark chocolate. I love the Turkish delight, but usually scrape the chocolate off. 46 years ago, still delicious. My one top (laughs) favorite chocolate bar since I was a kid. Especially since COVID-19 pandemic, this chocolate bar, when I see it at the store, I can't help but buy six. It's best when you put it in the freezer. I can't wait to buy them in bulk. Oh, check this shit out. Check this shit out if I can do it. So, Ricky says... Turkish Delight or Confections based on a gel of starch and sugar. Premium varieties consist largely of chopped dates, pistachios, hazelnuts, or walnuts bound by the gel. Traditional varieties are often flavored with rose water, mm-hmm. gymnastic bergamot, orange, or lemon. So your rose water is on the nose. The texture is gummy and sticky. Some of the flavors are unfamiliar to American palates. Yes, it's flavored with rose water. Walking the candy aisle says it's a rose water flavor. Does tur- Here's a question from Google. Does Turkish Delight taste like soap? <laughs> and so with anticipation. The li- this is called, the, the, the story is called The Lion, the Witch, and the Really Foul Candy. Yes. And so with anticipation, I took a bite of Turkish Delight and a second later spat it into my hand. It tasted like soap rolled in plaster dust or like a lump of Renuzit air freshener. The texture was both waxy and filling loosening,ly chewy. That is hilarious. I, I link. I, I gotta say this. I, I, I truly believe it's only going to go up from here. I mean, like what I just ate stale shaving and chocolate soap so i don't want to jinx it but like how how can we not go up from here is what i'm saying yeah i feel like everything left is guaranteed a home run right 
Yeah. I'm hoping. Yeah. I mean, let's put it this way. If it's not, he should be back on podcast sooner. To defend. To an- yeah. To, to answer for his. His crimes. Let me make you. Canadian make crimes you against answer- humanity. Let me make you answer for this very nice thing that you did by sending us these candy bars that we could taste on the podcast. But why did you have to send these disgustos? Like, <laughs> why? Like, like, what? Oh. Did he talk about the big art Turk? They're Is just, that even- he just found two variety packs that he could find real easy on Amazon and sent them to us. Right. But that's what I'm saying. Like, he didn't. We, the big art Turk was not on mentioned. his list. No. Okay. Okay. No. Complete monster, then. So that's good. No. Man. All right. Well, Jocelyn, where can people find you online? You know, the Smussy Olay, TikToks, Insta, Twitter, like we do. You can follow me at Chicago Leah on Twitter, at Shy Leah on Instagram. And we will link to all of the candy. Candy Chat, Chicago, TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram links in our show notes. Please follow us, rate, and review. Thank you for listening to Candy Chat with Jocelyn Gayboy and Leah Jones. Don't forget to rate and review on your favorite podcast app. Stay sweet.